All right. Hey, what's up, you all? Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host and sister in Christ, Tarikaya Allen Butler. And this is a podcast for Christian moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Tap in each week for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right. So welcome again to today's podcast episode. Um, The title of today's show is How to Overcome Depression. How to Overcome Depression. Um, For the month of April, we have been talking about all things mindset. And this is one of the topics that I feel like um, a lot of people deal with, um, a lot of people struggle with. So we're going to address some some strategies and things that we can do to help with the situation. So I don't know about you all, but it seems like there has been an increase um, in the conversation about depression. Um, I see a lot about it on commercials, about medication for depression. I see it on social media posts um, from some of my peers on my timeline who talk about depression. I've seen celebrities talk about depression. Um, And it goes from men, women, teenagers to children. I've seen like children that deal with depression. So a lot of people have confessed that this is something that they deal with. I feel like it's more of a open discussion and an open topic now. Um, I don't feel like depression is new. (laughs) I definitely feel like it's something that has been around, but I will say it seems like um, recently that it has been more acceptable or more open conversation lately, right? So um, in my research, I found out that depression is also referred to as the common code of mental illness. So to me, this reveals that depression does not discriminate against anybody. It doesn't discriminate against our race, our sex, our age, our class, or our social status. Depression is something that can creep into anybody's life at any given moment. All right. Depression is um, a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. Um, And one thing that I noticed in this definition is the highlight of the word persistent, Um, because we can all feel sad or down, right? But depression is like that deeper level or that next level or persistent, consistent feeling of sadness or to the point where you're losing interest in doing things. Um, We've heard of people who are so depressed that they lose interest in their personal hygiene to where they're not even taking a shower or changing their clothes. Um, Maybe they used to be into a certain career or job field, but depression has come over them so much and they've been in that persistent feeling of sadness for so long that they no longer want to even work in their career or their field. So depression is definitely a deeper level than just regular old sadness. Um, According to Webster, something that is depressed is sunk below the surrounding region. It means to sink, to press down or hold below ground level. Um, we regularly, we regularly <laughs> have the opportunity to think negative thoughts, 
but they will only press us down further. Negative thoughts don't solve our problems. It only adds to them. And this is something really huge when it comes to depression. And like I said, going back to our definition, that persistent feeling of sadness. When you have negative thoughts, when you're feeling sad or going through depression, it's like this constant um, spiral or rabbit hole of negative thoughts of everything that went wrong, um, of you trying to figure out how you can change it, um, of you being upset about the situation you're in and not seeing any hope in your future for getting out of it. Um, and I highly suggest that you listen to last week's podcast episode on um, how to stop, what was it? How to stop worrying or how, how to stop overthinking. Yes, how to stop overthinking. Um, and depression can definitely push you into a stage of overthinking with negative thoughts. But as we see here, negative thoughts don't solve the problem. It only adds to them. So I am one of those people who's open to talk about depression. I'm not ashamed to say that depression is something that I have dealt with myself. Um, and I have also seen <clears throat> depression take over some close family members of mine, which is very, very heartbreaking. So I have been face to face <laughs> with depression, like I said, myself as well as in the four walls of my home where I've seen depression take over my family members. Um, certain family members are still dealing with depression. I'm seeing the effects of their life as a result of being stuck in depression. Um, I have family members who take medication for their depression, who have been to counseling and have done all the things, but can't seem to get out of that, that rut, right. Or that, that pit that they're in. So it definitely um, all has to do with your mindset because your mind plays an important role in your victory over depression. Now, a quick disclaimer, I'm not a mental health <laughs> counselor or a professional. So anything that I say is based off my personal experience from what I've seen, from what has helped me. Um, so if you are someone who does deal with depression or you have been prescribed medication for your depression, you know, continue to see your doctor and take their advice on what they suggest. Again, this is just me <laughs> giving my personal opinion. And also, if you are someone who is dealing with depression to the point where you feel like you want to self-harm or take your life, um, I suggest that you dial 988, which is the suicide and crisis lifeline um, to help you if you feel that you are in that state. So how about you? Have you dealt with depression before um, or are you currently dealing with depression? Do you know um, people in your family or in your friend groups who have dealt with depression um, in the past and what that looks like? Now, I know I have shared with you all um, all this month the impact that um, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer has had on my mental health. And depression is definitely one of those things that um, she has helped me with. So in this book um, for the chapter on depression, she highlights Psalms 143, verse three through 10, which provides practical yet effective ways to overcome depression. So for today's show, I'm gonna focus on Psalm 143, verses three through six, okay? So, um, and we're going to go through those together, but before we hop into that, um, I just want to give a little bit more background about, um, my dealings with depression, 
um, just being transparent and sharing my story in hopes that you can find some light for my story. Like I said, I'm not a counselor. I've never taken any type of medication or anything for depression, but I feel like the strategies that I'm going to share with you has definitely helped me to cope with depression and not get stuck in that pit. All right. So around April 2021, um, I planned on getting married <laughs> to my husband. We had um, booked our event space. We had the pastor set. Um, I had got my outfit, what I was going to wear. He had got his um, and we were ready. We were ready to do the thing. But um, 10 days before my wedding, some unfortunate circumstances happened and I decided to call the wedding off and not go through it. Now, also a disclaimer around this time, I was about 30 to 35 weeks pregnant. So you can just imagine <laughs> where my mindset was, where my emotions were, um, which was all over the place during this time. Um, as a result of me having to call off my wedding, I felt embarrassed um, to have to tell people like, hey, it's not happening. We're canceling it. Um, my feelings were hurt, you know, based off of the circumstances. I felt really low and I felt myself going deep into a depression as a result of this. Marriage definitely was something that I desired with my husband. And we are currently married now. Um, but we have been together for 13 years, 12 years at that point uh, in 2021. So and all three of my kids are with my husband. Um, we were both teen parents when we had our first child. Um, and like I said, all three of my kids is with my husband. So I felt like, you know, this is what we should do. This is the next step that we both wanted to take. But like I said, based on unfortunate circumstances, I no longer wanted to move forward with that. So I found myself in bed, just crying, just thinking about the situation over and over. Um, I didn't really want to eat anything and I'm a huge foodie. <laughs> so if I don't want to eat, oh yeah, something's going on. Something's wrong uh, with my emotions and my feelings. Um, I didn't want to interact with anybody. I didn't really want to be around anybody. I just really wanted to stay in my room with the lights off, with my curtains shut and just cry, <laughs> just cry, 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 and overthink about the situation. So um, as a result, you know, I had my moment, which I felt like was appropriate, you know, to be sad. But after a while, um, I reached out to a close friend of mine, as well as my pastor, and I was able to release my sadness in a safe space with them. So my close friend, of course, you know, I'm able to talk to her with my raw <laughs> emotions and feelings and the words that I want to use and express, you know, my, my emotions in that moment. Um, and she was able to give me some sound, reasonable advice. And I'm so grateful for that. Also with my pastor, um, I felt that he was able to give me some sound advice on how to move forward and how to deal with the situation. So, you know, as I got done talking to them, I'm still in my room, um, still going through these emotions and having these thoughts. And then God brought Ecclesiastics chapter three to my memory. And this specific chapter is on um, a time for everything. And it just kind of breaks down how um, for everything, there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. That's verse one in Ecclesiastics. 
Then in verse four is kind of what I had to meditate on and really put my focus on was that there is a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. So in that moment, I just had to accept that, you know, in this season right now in my life, this is a time for me to be sad right now. This is a time for me to cry. This is a time for me to grieve. Um, and I think once we look at life as a whole, those moments that we do feel sad or upset, we won't get stuck in it because, I mean, here I am, I'll be 31 next month. And on top of that, there's 365 days in a year. Out of those 365 days and out of these 30 to 31 years of my life, at some point I'm going to be sad, <laughs> right? At some point, my feelings are going to be hurt. At some point, I'm going to cry and not feel well and be upset about something. So I really just had to accept in that moment, like, it's normal for me to feel this way at this time. I'm not wrong or bad for feeling sad in this moment. And according to the scripture, I don't have to stay in this moment. This is simply a season. There's a time for me to cry, which I'm going to cry right now. But God's word also says that there is a time to laugh. I, this is my time to grieve, you know, the loss of what I wanted to happen in my way and in my time. But God also said that there is a time to dance and to rejoice. So, you know, just meditating on that scripture brought me a lot of peace and comfort to know, like, it's OK <laughs> to be sad right now. This is simply a season and another season of of um, laughter and dancing and happiness is on its way. So I accept it, you know, at this time in my life is I'm sad and it's okay to be sad. Just experience the emotion. I feel like a lot of times we want to run away from emotions or be numb to emotions that we have. And sometimes we can be hyperactive in our emotions and just stay there for a long period of time. But we have to look at these things as seasons, right? or temporary things, this too shall pass, as God's word says, right? So um, I just had to keep repeating to myself as well in this circumstance that God is still good and that he is with me. He will see me through this situation. I know a lot of times we can start to blame God or start to blame ourselves and blame others. Like, why is this happening to me? If you were really here, this wouldn't have happened, X, Y, Z. But I just had to keep reminding myself that God is good, even in this situation, even though I feel this way right now, even though I have these thoughts and these feelings, God is still good. Um, I was able to go to counseling with my husband um, after, you know, all the smoke cleared and we were able to have a real heart to heart conversation and get to the root of whatever our issue was at that time. Now, had that situation, that unfortunate circumstance had not happened, we probably wouldn't have had that conversation um, and we probably wouldn't have grown closer the way that we did as a result of that. Um, so, again, things that may not happen the way you want them to happen or look the way you want them to look. But in the end, God has a reason for it all. Um, so God sent me confirmation a few months later in October that it was time to get married. Um, from a scripture that I had read on marriage um, in my Bible study time. And further than that, for a confirmation, I had a, a sticky note that I wrote um, a prayer on about marriage. And it pretty much was saying like, God, you know, don't let me get so caught up in 
the desire of marriage that I miss what you want me to do here um, on earth. And don't let me get with anybody who will derail me from the purpose that you have created me for here on earth. And I wrote a lot of my prayers. I like to write the date on it. So after the wedding, you know, I looked at that prayer and took it down because it's like, okay, well, I'm married now. So thank you, God, for this. But when I looked on the back, the date was 10-21-2019. We got married 10-22-2021. So just that date was kind of like confirming like, wow, I didn't even know I wrote the date on the back of it. I had forgot that I did. And I definitely didn't know that was the date that I wrote on it. So it just felt even more special. Like God is saying, yes, now is the time you all were able to get the lessons that I was trying to get to you. So now you can move forward to that next step. So I learned, you know, from this, that everything happens for a reason. And that if something doesn't happen, it's for a reason to simply trust God in every season. All right. So now we're going to get into the four ways that you can overcome depression. And this goes back into um, our foundational scripture, Psalms 143. And I'm going to start with verse three. So the first thing you can do to overcome depression is to identify the nature and the cause of the problem. <clears throat> Psalms 143 and three says, for the enemy has pursued and persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life down to the ground. He has made me to dwell in dark places and those who have been long dead as those who have been long dead. So in the scripture, we can see that the source of this depression is Satan, right? Because at the beginning, it says the enemy has pursued and persecuted my soul. And depression is definitely a soul <laughs> issue. That's where your emotions are and stored up. So take a moment and reflect on why you feel depressed at that moment. Is it because of grief, loss, disappointment, fear? When you identify the cause of your depression, excuse me, identifying the cause of your depression is the first step. This gives you clarity to pinpoint the source of your depression. So when you have clarity, you are able to see the problem from a different perspective. So, you know, going back to my situation with me having to call off my wedding, of course, I was upset. I could have blamed um people for why things turned out the way they did this that and the third but with me being able to pinpoint the reason for my sadness because i was disappointed because i had felt um betrayed because there was an expectation i had that was not met in the timeline that i thought it needed to be met so i was able to shift my perspective and therefore rest in okay this is simply a season right um, the second thing that you can do to overcome depression is to recognize that depression steals life and light. Psalms 143 and 4 says, therefore is my spirit overwhelmed and faints within me, wrapped in gloom. My heart within my bosom grows numb. So this scripture kind of gives me the visual of like this dark cloud that is engulfing your heart. And it's just starting to spread throughout your whole body, like to your mind, through your body, and just taking over every little inch of light that may be inside of you. Satan uses depression to fill our minds with darkness and gloom. It is vital to resist the feeling of depression immediately when you sense it. The longer it is allowed to remain, 
the harder it, it, it becomes to resist it. So this goes back to what I was sharing about the whole overthinking stuff. If you, you know, feel depression or feel sadness, well, excuse me, if you feel sadness and it starts to sink down into depression, it's most likely because of your overthinking thoughts that, um, that you're doing for that situation. So now you've pushed yourself down this rabbit hole with all these what ifs, why didn't they, all these questions that you don't have the answer to. And now you're just sinking deeper and deeper and deeper further into the sadness and the emotions and it's starting to turn into depression which again is what the enemy wants he wants to fill your mind with darkness and gloom um which are those negative thoughts so do not entertain negative and depressing thoughts in your mind I always try to i will i won't say to just ignore your sad feelings that's not what i'm saying but really pay attention to how much time you're spending and what kind of thoughts that you're having about that situation. Because like I shared in the um, first point, sometimes we just need a different perspective of the situation. When you're sad, all you can see is what you can see, right? But when your perspective is switched, you can start to see things for um, a better way or a better different viewpoint than, um, than what you're feeling in that emotions. Because our emotions can be um, intoxicating. Right. Think about if you've ever been drunk or under the influence of any type of substance, you're not in your reality state. Right. Your your thoughts and your judgment are off. That's the same thing that happens when you're in a deep depression. So really pay attention to the thoughts that you're having. Try to take a moment and see that situation from a different perspective. All right. The third thing that you can do to overcome depression is to remember the good times. Psalms 143 and 5 says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I ponder the works of your hands. So I love this verse um, because we see that the writer um, is responding to his condition by remembering, pondering, and meditating on all the good things that God has done in the past. Remember that there is a connection between your thoughts and your feelings. When you find yourself feeling down about your current situation, Think back on the time that God brought you out of a situation and showed up for you. A great way to do this is by keeping some type of a prayer journal or keeping a track record of God's miracles um, in your life, either in like your notes section of your phone or like I said, in a prayer journal. And that track record of what God has done over all this time, I suggest that you pull it out in those low depressing moments where you just feel like, God, are you even with me in this situation? How could you be with me um, or how could you let this happen? There's no way that you can be with me if you let this happen. Go back <laughs> to his track record and look and see all the things that he has brought you through. Look at all of the answered prayers that he has um, answered for you. If you feel like you don't have any testimonies, which I, I can't see how you don't, <laughs> but you can read God's word and see his promises in his word and see all the situations that he has brought um, people in the Bible out of, right? Um, from child loss to not being able to bear children to losing family members and him bringing them back to life. Like God is active, <laughs> okay? And his word also tells us that he never leaves us or forsakes us. And I feel like um, me grasping this truth and resting in that truth has really helped me um, for any sad moments that comes up. And I won't say that it 
prevents me from depression because again, I'm not a clinical counselor. I'm not a professional. I'm speaking from my personal experience, but for me knowing without a shadow of a doubt, whatever situation I'm in that God is with me in it, it gives me the ability to rest and it gives me the ability to see the situation from a different perspective and accept that, okay, maybe there's a reason I'm in this season. Maybe I can find and learn the lesson in it. But right now I'm just going to rest in this emotion and trust that God is with me and that he's going to bring me through this period. I feel like, you know, those sayings are cliche, but when you grasp it and you believe it and you live it, this is where the peace that surpasses all understanding comes into your life. And depression can't take hold of your mind because you're resting in God's truth and you're trusting him with the situation. All right. And the fourth and final thing that you can do to overcome depression is to praise the Lord in the midst of the problem. Um, I have a excuse me. I have an affirmation in my room that says praise silences the enemy. And that is like such a great <laughs> reminder for anytime that I'm going through something or feel like I'm getting down and sad about something. I just remember that, OK, praise will silence the enemy. Whenever I turn on worship music or just start thanking God or speaking from a place of gratitude, those negative thoughts no longer have a place in my mind because I've shifted my focus to God and exalting him and praising him in the midst of the situation. So Psalms 143 and six says, I spread forth my hands to you. My soul thirst after you like a thirsty land for water. Selah, pause and calmly think of that. I forgot to say too, um, all the scripture I'm reading today is in the Amplified version. Um, so yes, definitely while you're in it, this is like the ultimate thing you can do is praise God while you're in the problem. Don't wait until you get out of it to give him a praise report. Praise him while you're in it, right? Have your focus on him while you're in it. When you decide to give God the glory, despite your unfortunate circumstance that you may be facing, your soul has no choice but to rise up from its depressing state and fill your spirit with joy. This goes back to what I shared earlier about how depression is an attack on your soul. These are your emotions, right? So when you are praising God in the midst of it, your soul is being rejuvenated. Your soul is being lifted up, literally, because remember, depression, depression is anything that's pushing you down or holding you down. So when you're praising God, you're lifting up praises, you're lifting up your soul, you're lifting up your spirits. Everything is up, <laughs> right? You're leveling up in your emotions. This is the true meaning of joy when you are able to praise God in any circumstance. I believe our good brother, um, okay, I don't want to be wrong. If it was either Peter or Paul who was in jail and was writing letters about, you know, I've learned to be content with a lot and without um, anything at all, like that contentness, that inner joy. And he wrote those letters from jail, right? So somebody can have joy while they're in jail and talk about the goodness of God, then come on, we can too in our situation. And I definitely believe I've never been, and I pray that I never go, but jail seems like a very depressing place <laughs> to be a very low place to be. So to be able to write about your contentment and having joy in that situation 
just kind of encourages me in my situations when I'm dealing with um, depression or extreme sadness. This is the true meaning of joy when you're able to praise God in any circumstance. So draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Trust that God is right there with you in your situation. We have already learned that negative thoughts don't solve our problems at all. So why not choose to praise God in the midst of your problem instead? All right. So just a quick recap, four ways to overcome depression. Identify the nature and cause of the problem. Recognize that depression steals life and light. Remember the good times and praise the Lord in the midst of the problem. So two quick reflection questions for you um, to ponder over in your, your leisure is how has depression affected your mindset and which strategy can you implement the next time that you are faced with depression? All right. So that is all that I have for you all today. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. I pray that um, today's episode was helpful to you and that you can use some of the strategies um, this is part one. I plan to do part two. There's more um, that I would like to share on this, but I didn't want the video to be too long. Um, so if you are not, I would love to have you follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I would love to have you to join um, the Mom Keys and Mental Peace community and my email list. Um, I would love to have you subscribe to the Mom Keys and Mental Peace podcast platform, as well as my YouTube channel. Um, that's where I post all the live podcast episodes. So you want to be sure that you're there. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate and leave a review for the show. Um, all of this information will be in the show notes on YouTube and the podcast platform for you to be able to connect with me. All right. I pray that you all have a great week and I will see you all next Tuesday. Bye.